spiritual nugget to help get you through the week. Thank you for joining us today. Our passage for today comes from Jeremiah chapter 17, starting in verse 5. Thus says the Lord, Cursed is the man who trusts in man and makes flesh his strength, whose heart turns away from the Lord. He is like a shrub in the desert and shall not see any good come. He shall dwell in the parched places of the wilderness and in an, in an uninhabited salt land. Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, whose trust is the Lord. He is like a tree planted by water that sends out its roots by the stream and does not fear when the heat comes, for its leaves remain green, and is not anxious in the year of drought, for it does not cease to bear fruit. The Old Testament talks a lot about blessings and curses. And when we hear these terms, we often conjure up images of God stretching out his hand and supernaturally intervening in happenings here on earth. Say a swear word and God gives you a cold. Cheat on your wife and God kills a relative. Certainly we do see some examples of this in scripture, but more often than not, God is simply describing the natural order of the world that he's created. Lie to your friend one too many times and you might not have that friend anymore. Curses are simply warnings of what will happen when you choose to disobey God's good and right order. Take our passage, for instance. Don't trust in men and in the strength of man, which is to say of people. This is a common theme of Scripture because this is an innate habit in us as people. I have money problems, I go to Dave Ramsey. I have marriage problems, I go to Gary Chapman. I have questions about my faith, I go to Josh McDowell or whoever. Hear me, there's nothing wrong with seeking godly counsel. But where do we go first when our backs are against the wall? God is working in our lives through difficulty. Let's make sure we're walking through whatever these circumstances are with him. The problem is even wise people give poor advice sometimes. Much worse what happens when we get bad advice from fools rather than going to God first with our problems. Well, I imagine we will experience consequences that might make you feel like you're being cursed. But God has warned us. You take your problems to fools who will tell you what you want to hear, rather than coming to me and the eternal truth of my word, don't be surprised when you experience heartache. As it says in verse 6, He is like a shrub in the desert and shall see not any good come. He shall dwell in the parched places of the wilderness in an uninhabited salt land. On the other hand, when we do trust in the Lord, even when it feels like we're in the desert, Scripture promises blessing. Now, by blessing, we don't mean that difficulty won't come. Listen to where this believer experiences the blessings of God. This is from verse 8. He does not fear when the heat comes. He is not anxious in the year of the drought. It's in the heat, it's in the drought that he experiences the blessing of the Lord. We will experience sin and marriage trouble and rebellious children, being treated unfairly at work and having Christian role models let us down. The difference being, we will be resourced. We will have God's supernatural endurance and wisdom and perspective when we put our trust in him. We will be blessed. So how do we do it? Well, for one, we take advantage of the means of grace we have at our disposal, namely God's word and prayer which reorient us to the reality, the ultimate reality of God's sovereignty, grace, and love in our lives. 
But the specifics beyond that will look differently for different people in different circumstances. As an example, if I have a child that seems to be walking away from living for the Lord, if I'm trusting in myself, I'm going to read a thousand different parenting books and articles to make sure that I have all the right things to say to keep my child from wandering away from truth. I will beg and cajole and guilt and yell and ignore and try every trick in the book to manufacture the right frame of mind in my child. But if I say, God, what does it look like to entrust my child to you? If I invite God into my circumstance, rather than trying out how to fix the problem myself or with advice from other people, my life might look very different. I hurt for my child. I pray for them. I love them. I defend the truth to them. But I loose a little bit of my manic grip on their lives, knowing that only God can bring about true and lasting spiritual growth in them. This is not an easy or simple decision to make, but do I really trust that God loves my child more than I do? And in doing so, I establish a healthier practice for both my child and for me. Now, this isn't a one-time make-it decision. It is a day-to-day process. But so is trusting God. And trusting God, first and foremost, is the only way to experiencing true blessing in your life. God, help us to trust in you and whatever the circumstances are that we're dealing with. Family troubles, marriage troubles, money problems, uh, issues at work, at church, at school, whatever we may be facing. Help us to take them to you first. Help us to ask for your wisdom, for your grace, for your uh, power in these circumstances. And we thank you for the promises of your word, God, that we will experience you in them. Maybe we will experience you the most that we ever do in some of the hardships that you will take us through. Thank you for your word. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your love. We love you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, thank you for joining us today for another edition of Let's Talk. Church family, you are loved. Have a blessed day.